Welcome to the Real Life Church podcast channel. My name is Michael Bame. I am the pastor here, and Real Life Church is all about connecting Jesus to real lives. You can find out more about us at reallifecov.com. Everyone, how's everyone doing? So far, so good. It's springtime. It feels like it outside anyway. The sun is shining. Birds are chirping. It feels good. I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Uh, we're continuing on in our message series called Jesus and People, where we've been taking a look at how Jesus interacts with different people during his life, and we're trying to learn how we can identify with them. Even though like they're ancient people, there's something about them and the way Jesus interacts with them that is true for us today. Even So we've been taking a look at different people, uh, people that are receiving sight when they were blind and the deeper meaning behind that of how Jesus can give us this spiritual insight about who he is and how God is working in the world. And we, we can have that. He can offer that to us. Or how Jesus has revealed himself of who he really is, this, this one from heaven that has come down to be here with us. And, and he revealed that to people that are on the outcast. You know, th- this woman at the well that nobody wanted to be around. Or uh, this Canaanite woman, someone that's a foreigner from his own people, and he's sharing who he is with them. Or like we looked at last week with guy who is a, uh, a tax collector, a chief tax collector named Zacchaeus, and we had a little song about it, right? And we sang it, and some of you probably really remember that song and everything, but the, seeing who he is and the way that he responds to Jesus is actually the model in which we are to respond, right? And so we got to look at those things, and today we're going to take a look at a, a different, different, not person, but a category of people. It's going to be Jesus and children, Jesus and children. And uh, Jesus really uh, saw that they're important. And we here at Real Life, we find that kids are really important. Uh, Right from the very, very beginning, uh, starting out the church, we wanted to make some kind of time for kids, but making it meaningful, making it fun, and that they can learn some things there. And so that's why we have this children's ministry Uh, And sometimes it's the kids that are dragging the parents to church, kicking and screaming because they have such a good time here and they're connecting with Jesus. And that's the point of our children's ministry is to make kids feel like they matter and, and help them to connect with Jesus and that they would find church to be fun. And sometimes they don't find that to be fun back there. And so they want to be with mom and dad or here in the service and they're always welcome and Right from the beginning, we're like, we'd rather have kids here with us making noise and being disruptive to to a certain extent than not have them at all, right? Because that's the other option. And so we we want them to be uh, a part of this whole thing. And so we find that kids are really important. But here's the deal. What does Jesus find about kids that's so important? What is it about children and Jesus interacting with them that we can identify with and that he elevates to an example of how we are to be, right? So we're going to take a look at that, and we're going to jump right into it today because I really want to get to the meat of this. We're going to look at Mark chapter 10, 
You can turn there now, or you can use the Red Church Bibles. That's what I'm using. If you're using one of these, we're looking at page 770, because I find it to be easier than to try to flip through all this stuff, and I don't know the order of the books. I'll just admit that. So a page number is really helpful for me. Or you can follow along on the screen, um, or flip open your own Bible, however you want to do that. And what we have, as we get into this place, we have in this encounter where there are some parents that are bringing their children to Jesus, and they, the parents want their kids to be blessed by Jesus, okay? They, they're, they're looking to get something from Jesus, and then we're going to see how the disciples interact. But just to put a frame of reference, like if this isn't like some ancient thing. This is something that we do even today. Maybe we don't bring our kids someplace necessarily to be blessed by a great teacher, right, a rabbi, but we certainly want to have our kids to be a part of great teachers, right? Great, the greatest coaches, the greatest instructor, instructors, the greatest doctors, right? We want them to have the best. And so what the parents are doing in a similar way that we do, they're bringing them, their children, to this great rabbi so that he can offer a blessing to them, a pronouncement on them that their life would go well, okay? So they're bringing them into that category. And let's see how this goes compared to how Jesus interacts with these children and how the disciples interact. So we're looking at Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 13. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them, but the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. How, how are the disciples doing with this? Yeah, not doing good at all, right? Uh, no, no, the teacher, he's too busy for your kids. He didn't have time for them. Now, think about that in your own setting. If you brought your kid to a coach or a teacher, right, or a doctor, and they're like, ah, listen, I'm too busy for them. I don't have time for that. Or, or the nurses or the administrative staff was like, no, don't bother this teacher, this coach, this, this doctor with your kids. They don't have time for them, right? Not good. Not good at all. In fact, that's what we see in how Jesus is going to scold his disciples, these ones that are supposed to be learning from him and to be like him. Verse 14, when Jesus saw what was happening, what was happening, the disciples are missing the mark here, Jesus was very angry with his disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me and don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children." kingdom of God, whatever that means, belongs to those that are like these children. Hmm. I'm just going to slow things down here for a minute because I had to take some time to think about this. I've read this many times, um, but I don't think I've ever really stopped to think about what it means. Stopped to think about how Jesus viewed children and what kind of lesson I could actually learn from this interaction. This kingdom of God, right? We'll, get, we'll look at that in a second. But this kingdom of God, it belongs to those that are like children. Like children. What are children like? What are children like? Now, on a bad day of parenting, um, they're not good, right? <laughs> They're kind of annoying. Um, they're messy, right? They, they talk back. They're ending. They're self-centered, 
I'm like, I don't think that's what Jesus is talking about, right? So there's something to be like these children that is really important because there's something that belongs to those that will be like children. There's an ownership that they have if they are like children. So what are children like? What are children like? Sometimes they're really sweet. They're amazing, right? The little smile, the, the grabbing and holding on to your leg or, or, or coming to you when they're hurt, right? They, they, they want you. I remember distinctly when my uh, eldest son, Levi, was really little, uh, he got injured and he walked right past my wife, Amanda, to me. And I was like, yeah, that's what's up. Bring it. Made me feel really good. Like, I, I contributed some way, right? So what are children like? that's so important that this kingdom of God belongs to them. So as I stopped and I reflected on this, I came up with with two words that I think really describe children that are getting at what Jesus is getting at, okay? Children are dependent and they're developing. Children are dependent and they're developing. Uh, Think about like infants, right? Uh, Infants, they can't do anything for themselves, right? They can't feed themselves, they can't clothe themselves, they can't, they can't clean themselves, they can't transport themselves from one place to another. They're completely dependent on someone else doing that, right? Now, do they stay that way? No, they're developing and they're growing, right? I remember the first day that our little boy could hold the bottle by himself and it gave me a free hand to do other things. It was wonderful. It was great, you know? I'm freed up because they're developing. And then being able to sit up by themselves and then being able to crawl and then to be able to walk and to run and get into stuff and you can't find them. Where do they go, right? It's just, but they're developing. They continue to move forward. They're dependent, but they're developing. When, when our, our youngest learn to walk. It was a great day when I could take him out of the vehicle, set him on the, on the ground, and he could stand there, and then we could walk in the store together instead of dragging around this giant carrier, right? And into the store and put in on something. Great, because he was developing. Now, was he done? Was he no longer dependent on me? Could I just set him down and let him run wherever he wanted? No, I still had to walk alongside of him hold his hand, show them how to navigate through the parking lot so that he doesn't get run over and hit and things like that, right? They're dependent and they're developing. So those that are like these children, those that are dependent and developing, well, there's something that belongs to them, this kingdom of God. And we think about the kingdom of God, you know, how, how do we describe that? Like, it, it feels a little bit uh, big, but it really kind of boils down to the way God has designed and created life to be, right? The way God wants life to go. And the kingdom of God is simply this, that God has created human beings to be in a partnership with God, as well as collaborating with other human beings. That's, that's simply this kingdom of God. And that when you are in partnership with God and you're collaborating with other human beings, then you are living this life that is 
the way God has designed it to be and created it to be. It's, it's really that simple. We complicate it, but it's really that simple. So let's just stop and think. If we are dependent and developing, if we can get into that mindset, then there is something that belongs to us. This kingdom, this way of living in partnership with God and collaborating with other human beings because we're dependent on God and we're dependent on other human beings, right? Think about that for a second. That, that, that feels kind of like a big deal because I think sometimes we get like kids that are looking for the day when they're all grown up and they can do whatever they want, right? They're sick of trying to depend on someone else. And this person that they're depending on keeps giving them these more and more of these rules and I can't have enough screen time and I got to eat this gross stuff that I don't like and I've got to go to this place that I don't want to go to and I got to go to bed at a certain time, right? Because they're losing sight of what they think is true, right? They think it's true that when you grow up, you can do whatever you want. Any grown-ups here want to raise their hand and say you can do whatever you want? Because you're lying, right? I can't just go do whatever I want. You can't just go do whatever you want, but that's the perception. And I think if we carry that into our own life, we think I am growing up now. I can make decisions for myself. I'm no longer dependent on anyone, and I'm done developing. Not true, says God, right? There's something about children that if we are like those who are like these children, that we see ourselves as still dependent on God and other people because we're still developing. Now, I, when I first thought about this message, I was like, oh, is this another one of those messages that are like, oh, you need to be childlike, right? Be childlike. Wear a silly shirt that says, I'm here for the shenanigans and be like a child, right? That's what you should be like. And, and here's the Here's the thing, that, that's not what this is saying, actually. What, that, what this is saying is that you're not to be childlike. You're to realize you're a child. That's the way God is seeing you. In his kingdom, you are his child. You're someone that, like a child, you realize you're a child, and you are dependent, and you're developing. Yeah, That's a huge shift in our mind at least it is for me, that I've got to adjust things like be dependent on God because I'm still developing? That I, God sees me as a child, not as a grown-up adult that can do whatever they want? So that's the first part of it, right? To realize that we are children, we are dependent, we are developing, but Jesus isn't done there. There's something else that's important about how children operate in the world that we can be like that'll help us with this. So the next verse, verse uh, 15, Jesus continues. He says, I tell you the truth. So just stop right there. Did Je is Jesus going to tell you a lie right now? He's saying he's telling you the truth, right? Okay. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. If you don't receive the kingdom of God like a child, you'll never enter it. If you can't wrap your mind around that you are a child, how are you going to receive something like a child? And what does it mean to receive something like a child, right? 
What does that mean? What does it look like in life to receive something like a child? Uh, I think I have a good example of this. So uh, Levi, he was my oldest. He was probably about six at the time. And Matthias, who's my youngest, he's about four or so. And they were sitting at the kitchen table, and we're overhearing their conversation. And Levi said to Matthias, you know, if you drink too much water, you're going to turn into a mermaid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's laughable. That's silly. That's ridiculous. Why, why would you think that? Like, I know better than that, right? If you drink too much water, you turn into a mermaid. I mean, if that's true, I guess that's how we get mermaids then, right? I Just people drinking too much water. But we know it's not true, but Matthias received it as completely true, completely true to the, to the extent that he starts crying, and in his tears, he's like, but I don't want to be a mermaid, right? He's just losing it at the table, and we're like, dude, this is the hilarious thing. He completely received it as complete truth. Somebody that he's supposed to be collaborating with gives him some information, and he just receives it at face value. Right? Receive the kingdom of God like a child so that you can enter into it. Can we just receive it as face value? Jesus says, I'm telling you the truth. Can you just receive that? Do you, can you receive this as he, he's telling you how God's kingdom works? Can you receive that you are dependent, that you are developing? Can you receive that you are a child? As much as grown up as you want to think, like you are a child in God's eyes, someone that needs guidance, someone needs to, someone to walk and hold your hand, someone to be there to, where you can crawl up into their arms when you're hurt, that you're dependent and you're developing. Can you receive that? Because guess what? If you can't receive it, you'll never enter into it. You'll never be able to wrap your mind around what it looks like to partner with God and collaborate with other people. You miss it altogether. Instead of receiving this from God, you turn into a person that just wants to take and take and take. Take what they think is right, operate life the way that you think is good, it doesn't matter how it affects other people. Maybe they're just resources or commodities to you. And God is there to rub the magic lamp, say the certain prayer, fold your hands the right way, do the certain tasks, and then he'll give you what you want. But if you receive it, if you're open-handed and just take it as face value, you turn into someone that explores, has this wondering of questions, and you're, you're open up to a whole world that would be different than you could create for yourself. It's God's very kingdom. So how do these children operate? What does that look like? The last part of it, verse 16, it's very simple. Then Jesus took the children in his arms. He placed his hand on their heads, and he blessed them. What did the kids do in this scenario? Right? Did they say anything? Did they do anything? 
they're just there. They're, they're dependent on their parents to bring them to someone that would give them something that would be good. A, a blessing as a pronouncement that their things would go well with them in their life. And what did the children do? They crawl up into Jesus' arms. They have their, his hand laid upon his head, and they just receive. They just receive his blessing. We are to be like these children, meaning that we, we know that we are just children. We're God's children. We're dependent on God's instructions. We're dependent on how God sees life going that's going to be best for you and best for me. Can you receive that? Can you start there? And just take it as face value, that God has something good for you. You have an opportunity here this morning to be able to just receive it, to just start in a place of like, God, I, I'm coming to you as a child, and I'm going to just receive whatever you have for me, blessing, abundance, generosity, whatever you have, I'm going to just receive it as I want to enter into the way that you rule and the way that you reign and the way that you want us to partner with you and how I can collaborate with those around me. I'm just going to receive it. I'm going to start there. So here's a simple task, right? Sometimes uh, the way we position our bodies is actually helpful. And so I'm just going to ask you to get out of your comfort zone a little bit, shake it out, and you're going to just open up your hands. Open up your hands as if you're receiving something. And you can stand, you can sit, you can do whatever you want. And we're just going to start here with saying, God, I'm just going to receive your kingdom at face value. What you have to say to me, I'm going to enter into this because I know I'm your child. I'm dependent on you. And I'm still developing. Okay? So let's do that. And I'm just going to utter a little prayer to help get us going. Heavenly Father, we willingly receive what you have for us. We acknowledge that we are your children. I am your child. We come into your presence that you may show us how we are to live the life you have for us, to be in your kingdom. Jesus, we ask that you would bless us now with your presence and your words and your guidance. In your name we pray, amen. Hey there, hope you enjoyed the sermon today. We love connecting Jesus' life with other people's lives and hope we were able to do that with you today. If you'd like to know more about us here at Real Life Church, please check us out at reallifecov.com. Thanks for listening.